Club at 22, the Rangers podcast is supported by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off, plus free shipping with code CLUBAT22. Your balls will thank you. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. In a week where one era ends with a whimper, let's hope this one starts with a massive Dutch bang. I am your host Scott Carney and I'm joined by Ryan Hamers. Ryan, how are you? How's it going? I'm hungry mate, how are you? <laughs> yes, I am uh... I'm getting there, mate. I'm getting there. I um, devoured myself enough, maybe a few two sherbets on Sunday, um, pre and after game. To be completely honest, so yesterday right. was yesterday was a struggle. It was a struggle to say the least, mate. But no, back at work today, so feeling feeling a wee bit better. So yeah, uh, we are going to go through the Hibs game a wee bit, um, discuss all the big talking points that you'd expect us to speak about. We'll then um, talk about Gio, uh, the start of his reign and what we expect from that. Also discuss his press conference and we'll finish up with previewing the, the Sparta game. Um, so yeah, just hello to our new subscribers as well. And hello twice, if you get what I mean, uh, to our Club at 22 supporters and coffee buyers. Uh, I cannot thank everybody that has kindly signed up to become a Club at 22 supporter. It's pretty amazing and um, things are already in motion to get the pod to the next level now and uh, yeah for people that have even done both they've bought us a coffee and they've they've subscribed and become a club at two supporters as well i really can't thank you enough it's absolutely uh it's brilliant really really is uh i'll tell you all about that at the end how you how you can join it also, uh, obviously, Club at 22 is supported by Manscaped, uh, the best of men's below-the-waist grooming. If you go to manscaped.com, use the code CLUBAT22, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. Um, your balls will certainly thank you. Ryan, would you agree with that? Your balls will thank you? Yeah, your balls will definitely thank you. Um, my balls are thanking me every single week when I take the time to attend to them. Uh, Scott, so yes, your balls will <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yes, they will. Um, so, we will... Um, We'll start with the, unfortunately, mate, we're going to need to start with quite a negative and we're going to need to discuss the defeat to Hibs in the Cup. Uh, a first-half hat-trick from Boyle secures Hibs a place in the final. The performance gets worse. Um, I, for my sins, mate, sat in my hungover state and watched the game back yesterday. Uh, it just got worse. I was just like, fuck's sake. Uh, I thought maybe the beer had tainted my view of it a little bit but no it certainly didn't we were nowhere near it man like absolutely nowhere near it the attitude the attitude was very very poor what Tav and the defence are doing in the first goal was truly baffling um, McGregor should definitely do better for the second goal um, however Balogun's had a nightmare and he did pretty much the entire game Davos just bundles into the back of the Hibs player, I think it was Boyle that he bundled in the back of for the penalty and that was probably out of frustration and we've not even got to the point where we're just going to discuss the substitutes <coughs> again, baffling um, Ryan, you've not been on the reaction, you've not been on the pod since we um, since we could beat off Hibs, what are your silly question mate, what are your feelings on the game? So so disappointed in them, so disappointed in and. The disappointment was then met with anger as well. Um, 
obviously we've taken a few downs at Hamden over the years and I think I think a few years ago we were kind of accepting it where, where the club were and during the recovery um, there was games we weren't competing I remember specifically being at a game against Celtic I think it was a semi-final and uh, we didn't have a shot and target the full game we were just powder puff but we weren't anywhere near the quality they had they had uh, Dumbelli and, and players like that but I remember at half time we never one shot on target and I remember uh, at half time Chris Commons walking off the pitch and Lee McCulloch putting his arm around him and I thought I'll never be as angry as this ever in Hamden but oh no that that was a uh, that was surpassed on, on Sunday I, I've never seen I'm pretty sure that's the worst performance I've ever seen of a Rangers team and following them in 27 years um, at Hamden. I've never seen anything like it in my life. That is, and it's frightening that the new manager is sta- sitting in that stands, and that is what they decide to put out. I was in the, I've still not spoke to you, obviously, I don't know where you were sitting, but I was in the north stand at, ha- at right at the halfway line, and it was probably the best seat I've ever had in Hamden, if I'm being honest. And um, the amount of times we'd have thrown down at that touchline, and every player's hiding behind their man, Nobody's shown, sorry, I'm a liar. Stephen Davis was the only person shown for it. And even when he's going to receive it, he's kicking out of the parks. He's not. He's just having one. He had one on Sunday, Davis. But every man hiding, not wanting the ball, and every man in green wanted the ball and more. And I'm, <laughs> I said I'd keep myself calm during this, but it's yes, most disappointing. I am sorry to have to bring up these emotions in you, Ryan. Generally, I am, because I don't particularly want to sit here and talk about it again as well. But you are right, mate. Uh, I can't remember as poor a performance like that. And probably in my lifetime, to be completely honest, it was just nothing what you would expect a Rangers team to be like. And you can't blame the fans. I mean, we turned out in our thousands. Um, I, I was sitting in the south stand, mate, at the corner flag. Um, not the Hibs end, obviously, the other end. And again, probably one of the best seats I've ever ha- had at Hamden. It was a, a really good seat. And after the first goal, you went, OK, we all expected that goal. I, because that's what Rangers do. Like, we're well aware of what Rangers are doing this season. First time we get a wee bit of pressure on a defence from a set piece, it usually leads to a goal. And then... The second, the second was like it was one of them moments where you are watching it, knowing what was about to happen before it happened. Because as soon as you got slipped through, I was like, well, "He's going to score here!" And it was a goal, and then the penalty just summed up everything, everything about that half, that first forty minutes or so. It was a, it was an absolute disaster. It really was. Um, just before we continue, um, we have been joined by a late arrival, um, Mr. Alistair, Alistair Pearson. Ali, how are you? Oh, we're not being joined by Ali, by the looks of it. Maybe Ali. not, maybe not. No, I don't think you he can hear us. No, I can't hear us. Never mind, bye Ali. Um, so Nice to see him. Right, you can see you can sit and watch the rest of the podcast, I suppose, but you can't actually. You can't actually. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and then even in the second half, mate, I thought, well, okay, we get the goal back before um, half time. I thought to myself, okay, we might, we might get a chance here. We might be able to spark into life. And then you say, then you come on to the substitutions, mate. And yes, Ryan Kent wasn't playing good. Yes, Joe Aribo particularly wasn't playing good, but I did, however, think he was the best player on the park for Rangers. 
we ended up with three defensive midfielders on, on the park, mate. I mean, what were they thinking? Is I was, I was, I mean, I didn't have a drink. I was driving, obviously, on a Sunday, and I was as animated as I've been at a game for years. I was roaring, and my dad's just looking at me as if, you know, calm down. I'm going, look, look at these, look at these substitutions, Dad. What's going on? Like, it's hard because McCallum's put into a situation and. Mm-hmm. He's thrown in. He's thrown in there at deep end, and I get that. But oh my goodness! I mean, we're, we're two goals down, and we're taking off attack midfielders and sitting with Kamara, Davis, and Jack on the pitch, who all do the, relatively the same job. The substitutions were frightening. Uh, I do want to uh, agree with you and Aribo. I think Aribo's the only one who'll get pass marks from me. I think Kent was trying to do things as well. Um, wasn't coming off from him when you're two goals down. The Rangers fans get frustrated at the best of times, but I think he was trying to make things happen. Uh, the rest of them, their effort on the ball, off the ball, was deplorable, absolutely deplorable. I don't know how they can face their families at night and say they've put a shift in because it was disgusting. It's been a fear of ours. We've been saying for weeks on the pod, off the pod, walking away from the matches that something's not right with this Rangers team. They're just not clicking. We're not... It's attitude. I've said it for weeks. I believe it's attitude, and this is this Rangers team. have got a history of of having a poor attitude because that's why they've never won a cup. That's that one in ten. That's why they've never won a cup because their attitude stinks. And we obviously got a snippet. I know you're going to move on to it. We obviously got a snippet of what exactly is going on in that uh, dressing room, and uh, it is not pretty. And good luck, Gio. Yes, you you lead me quite nicely on to that. Um, Scott Arfield came out and spoke to RTV, and I thought he spoke rather well. To be completely honest, he said he wasn't going to sugarcoat anything. He was, he, he admitted that he knew what it was like to be a fan and for a player to stand there and try and pretend something that it wasn't. And he was quite honest with it and saying, "Not good enough. We are that shit, really." Kind of thing. Um, new manager starts and we just kind of go and. He, the guy genuinely looked gutted. Um, not really much to add. I thought he, he, held, he held himself quite well. Obviously, the biggest talking point really to come from the game is Connor Goldson's post-match comments. Um, now, people have kind of had a go at me uh, as well for the, the kind of comments I made on the post-match about it. And I can see both sides of the argument. I can. However, there's a place and a time and read the room, Connor, um, literally read the room, to come out and say, one, the, the lack of hunger thing, I don't want to be spending 30, 40 quid, I know nobody wants to be spending 30, 40 quid to go to Hamden, which nobody likes going to, let's be completely honest, nobody likes Hamden, and then for your, your vice-captain, if you like, to sit, stand there and say you've got lack of hunger, how's your lack of hunger, Connor, when you're on more a week than I make in a year? I mean, you can't be standing there and tell me you've got a lack of hunger. You've won one trophy in 10 now. I mean, there should be no lack of hunger when you're playing for Glasgow Rangers and you're you are happy to, to kind of openly admit that. I don't know if Conor Goldson's had a rush of blood to the head. I really don't know. I think the biggest sticking point for a lot of people, though, is we felt the game was over at half-time or we believed that the game was over at half-time. Ryan... Am I being too harsh here or am I thinking, especially for a guy that looks like he's about to run out his contract, to be standing there and slating his own teammates because that's pretty much what he's doing and um, 
he just didn't add. He didn't help the situation. If anything, he made it worse. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything so unprofessional from a Rangers player in a, a poster pre-match interview. I don't think I've ever seen anything so unprofessional for him to say, I don't know if I should be saying this, but I think there's a lack of hunger. Are you joking? Are you are you joking? There's a lack of hunger. We don't want to hear that. What it looks like we've probably all worked it out. We don't want to hear that. And we don't want to hear it, especially when we're not even, some of us aren't even home yet. And he's coming out with that nonsense. You're still, that's where the anger comes from with the Rangers fans. And every single Rangers fan who has slated Connor Goldson for that is more than entitled to slate Connor Goldson, whether it's the full interview or the short interview. His comment as well that the game's over at half time. Well, just you tell McCallum you don't want to go out at half time for the second mm-hmm. half then and get Nathan Patterson, who is absolutely. He would play for nothing for Rangers. That boy is desperate to play for Rangers. And, and that's the kind of attitude you're getting from, from Goldson. It is, I, I, I'm lost for words. I really am. It really makes me angry and I'm still angry. And I get people are saying that if you lead, listen to the full interview, it puts a bit of context. It does put a bit of context. It does. But what he said is unprofessional and total out of order and disrespectful to people like me and you people who are travelling from other countries to come and see Rangers. I gave up too. I only get my kids sob story. Uh, so here's the disclaimer. I only get my kids once a weekend. And right, rightly or wrongly, I chose to give up two hours at that time to go and see Rangers on Sunday. And when I hear something like that, it proper pisses me off. Um, I just want to read a quote today. Everybody will have seen it, but I think it's great. Uh, when you come to Rangers as a player, there's an expectation at that club you don't lose games, and that goes throughout your life. So when a Rangers player comes out and says, the game's done at half-time and you're down 3-1, it's not right. Our club is built on the ethos of no surrender and don't surrender. We're not going to surrender games at half-time when 3-1 down. If I was an experienced player in that dressing room, like Alan McGregor or Stephen Davis, I'd be having a word with that young man and who has maybe played at Shrewsbury and Brighton and saying, the game is never over. Richard Goff, that's a Rangers player, that's a leader, that's a captain. If you don't want to play anymore, Connor, there's the door. Uh, you've literally took the next segment away from me and I could not agree with you more. Uh, the fact that a Rangers legend has felt the, not the need, but has came out and said something like this uh, about Connor Goldson's statements is, uh, yeah, time for Connor to really decide what he wants to do because if he doesn't want to play, I would get rid of him as quickly as I possibly could because, yeah, I just I didn't agree with the comments. Um, look, these things might need to be said, yes, but you do not, you do not hand, you do not pour fire, you do not pour fuel onto the fire when it's quite clearly burning enough. You don't need to do any more. And Connor, in my opinion, just made it worse. Ali, I think you can hear us this time. Um, how are you, mate? Uh, you've came in at the point where we are discussing Connor Goldson. <laughs> I think, come, I think I've come on at the right time, to be honest. It's uh, sorry, I had technical difficulty. I'm, I'm staying away tonight with work, and the Wi Fi wasn't great, so I've, I've hotspot my phone. But yeah, one thing you can't say is that this podcast is not professional, that's all I will say. It's dedicational for me, to be honest, to try and get it going. So I've come in at the right time. Connor Goldson, um, I'll have my say on him as well. <sighs> I thought the worst bit of the interview he said was 
what Ryan says in terms of the game was done at half time. I'm I'm sorry, you're three one down in a cup. You only need two goals to get it back to three each. How's it done? That was the more alarming one I thought than we've lost the hunger. And for him to come out and, and to me that's things kept in house. You don't you don't address that to to the media to everyone to us who took a Monday off work for Ryan for not seeing his kids for two hours for everyone else travelling across to go and watch that for him to say ah we chucked it at half time because it was done. But that's unacceptable. And he's a vice captain and just Connor Goldson. He's not a silly wee boy that's come out and said that comment. And he's going to get it Thursday night because he will play Thursday night, Connor Goldson, mm. because Jack Simpson isn't in the squad. The only thing he can do is maybe Bassey and Balogun, but I don't know if Balogun's fit. But that's and Richard Goff, correct to come out and say that. But um, I think he's now written his own death warrant, Connor Goldson. And we all know he's going. And I think Gio in his press conference didn't say him, but he's basically said, if you don't want to play for this football club, you'll go. And I think he could go in January. And I did see a wee rumour today about in Villa pages saying Villa might come in for him. If they come in for him, you can take him. We'll need to replace him, but inexcusable. I'm sorry for Goldson. For a guy his age, vice-captain, can't be saying that a team like Rangers. Yeah, you know, and, Ali, and sorry, sorry, Cali. Do you know, I was actually expecting him, and I don't know if you agree, I was actually expecting him to come out on social media, like an Instagram post or something, a text Instagram post and say, listen, it was a heat of the moment, I'm sorry, like, on reflection, I probably shouldn't have said those things, but he didn't come out and say anything, which makes me, it's made me angrier that he's not come out and corrected it, because it's, 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 unde- it's indefensible, you cannot, how can you say that the game's over at three one at half time. It's it's unbelievable. It really is, and I I, I need to shut up about that. Actually, I'm getting so angry. <laughs> I, I think when he's in the position that he is in, he's not. He's already not flavour of the month with a lot of Rangers fans because of this contract situation. So <laughs> I, I don't know what he was trying to achieve. I would love to be able to say that it's a bit naive and it is the heat of the moment but Connor's good for the press and he's done this enough for the press to be able to know what you can and you cannot say and that one is just, yeah, as far as I'm concerned he is he's well and truly said I don't want to be here, I'm not really interested in this and whether he's fell out with a few players or whatever I, I've got no idea but um, yeah, it was a, n- not a good one in my opinion it'll be interesting to see the response if he plays he probably will play on Thursday night due to the squad limitations anyway we'll we'll leave the negativity there for tonight gentlemen and we will move on to the reign of GVB as manager so he was uh, revealed on officially if you like yesterday um, about half past three there was a press conference on um, Rangers TV it was on YouTube I sat and watched that in my sad hungover state uh, but that did actually cheer me up watching him I thought he spoke very very well um, the club also announced the backroom staff of Roy Mackay Yari Boschart and Arno Phillips Boschart is brilliant what a name um, and it was confirmed at a press conference by Ross Wilson that there will be one more appointment, um, but they will be European, not Scottish or British. So the main things to take it from the presser, Gio's going to give everyone a clear slate. 
Um, he will speak to the players so he can look at them in the eye to address the improvements he feels required. He likes working with talents, especially when they are hungry and willing to learn. He did also say the hunger has to come with within, and if they don't have that, they could find themselves with a very tough manager. Ali, I'll come to you, mate. What did you make of the the the, the pressure of Van Bronckhurst? Um, how did you feel he managed it? What was the, the main things you took from it? I thought I thought he spoke very well, Van Bronckhurst. Um, looked like a Rangers manager in the suit. He looked good in the suit, and uh, he was more stern than I thought. I didn't know what I was thinking of Van Bronckhurst in terms of and Gerrard's get that aura, that kind of don't mess with me. I, I I didn't know what to think what Van Bronckhurst would, would bring, but when he was asked about the Connor Goldson question, he didn't really directly answer it, but he went round about it. And like you said there, Carney, he said they'll they'll get a tough manager. So I think he, he likes discipline, um, which is good, because I think some of these players need it at the moment. Um, he alluded to in terms of playing youth players as well. If you're good enough, you'll play in this Rangers team. So that will give a few of them um, a spark in terms of Parson, who's maybe a lot of people are saying we should play Parson. So... Yeah, I was I was excited. That was the only positive on Monday that I took off of work after Sunday. The same lying in a hungover state was I could watch the full press conference at half three. And um I thought he came across really well from Bronckhurst. And um I'm just looking forward to Thursday night to see if I can see slight changes because he did say when he was sitting up in the dugout hand and he saw things he would change. So I'm intrigued, especially when we sit canning up the club deck, you get that full view over the park. Will we? I know he's only going to be in there two days training, Tuesday, tomorrow, and then Thursday's the game. Will we see wee slight changes by Thursday night? I'm not sure, but we might see small things, and that's what I'm more looking forward to, just to see his, his stamp in that team. Yeah, I think obviously the, from all reports anyway, he, he's quite fond of the 4-3-3, so... There's also been a, a discussions about four two three one potentially as well. Both have been played under Gerard these these formations. So I'm not sure if we're going to see a a drastic change as such, but you're like, oh, it's unrecognisable. I think he's now just going to fine tune every wee bit to make sure it fits his tone, if that makes sense. He'll just fine tune it to each like right, this is now now my team. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I'm interested to see what the lineup's going to be. Uh, I really am. I want to see if he is going to do what he can do. Obviously, there's limitations with the squad that's been selected for the Europa League, but um, I'm interested to see what, what, what happens. Ryan, um, what was your main takes from it? And also, I liked the, the part where he was asked about the old firm and he listed off all the main competitions that he had played in, including uh, the El Clasico. And I'm like, oh, he's been around the block, Van Bronckhurst. He has been at the top level, which was almost like a wee, remember who I am? Remember, I have done this. I know what this is about. Yeah, he commands respect. Van Bronckhurst done it. He's proved to have it walking in that change room. I know what Ali's saying in terms of Gerard's got an aura about him. He's had a, a successful career in the Champions League and he has got an aura about him. But Van Bronckhorst is the proof that if you do the business here, you can go to Premier League and beyond. You can hit the top if you have got the ability and you have the hunger. 
which apparently some players don't have, then you can get to the top. And he is proof of that. He's been he's been everywhere. He's lifted them all, hasn't he? Um, I was impressed with him. I was impressed the way he spoke. I, I was actually, I couldn't remember. It's funny. You try, I remember Van Brock was playing with us, but I was young, so I couldn't remember what he actually sounded like when he spoke. So um, I thought he spoke well, and yeah, he was getting he was getting kind of poked um, in terms of the goals and thing. But players not on hunger, and would you change it? I thought he answered the questions quite well. Um, what I was happy about was I thought Ross Wilson again. I know I'm. Turned into a bit of a fanboy, but I thought he was good in the press conference as well. And he said something that the best thing I, th- I thought in the, in the press conference was saying, if players do move on, then the money will be available to, to Gio. The money will be put straight back into the squad. I know that a lot of Moonhowlers um, will be disappointed in the comments that it doesn't look as if an admin uh, 24 is coming up. But yeah, it looks as if he's going to get money and he's going to get... Uh, He's going to get investment into the team, which he will definitely need because if he's seen what I've seen on Sunday, especially when I think it was Portis was on the ground um, feigning an injury and the, the play had stopped, not one Rangers player did anything in terms of geeing each other up or going over to each other and telling each other what to do. They all just stood with their hands and their hips and that must have shocked Van Bronckhorst on Sunday. Yeah, I, I can't really disagree with that because... He he received a rather good welcome from the Rangers fans when he was at Hamden. Um, the display by the Union Bears again, I thought was pretty tremendous. I thought it was great. Um, kudos for them for that. It was it was great. And the place was rocking, and yeah, to see the the players um, who are representing Rangers do that, it must have must have put a few warning signs into them. Where okay, there's definitely work to be done. And I mentioned as well after the the, the game that I didn't realise we needed a, a gaffer to. To steady this ship, but my goodness, we do, um, especially with the the performance levels and the comments that have come out um, afterwards. Uh, so, uh, Ali, I think it was also quite impressive for Ross Wilson the way the way he handles the media. Um, he's not really scared to sit and just be quite honest, be quite open and honest about stuff. And I suppose you can say the same about Van Bronckhurst. He was asked, he was going to be asked a difficult questions. He would have been well prepped that he was going to get asked these questions. Look, they're going to ask you about Connor's, Connor's comments. I think he handled it quite well. And I'm glad about that because he's going to get asked stupid questions over and over again by mainstream media in Scotland. So it's it was good to see how he performed. Yeah, Ross Wilson. We've seen quite a bit of Ross Wilson over the last week in terms of previously we've not heard much of him, we snippets in our TV, but comes across well, Ross Wilson, like I say, he's about our age, if not older, but comes across a bit quite bullish, nobody's going to piss him about, um, and then if you somebody did say something about, he was on a going to, he was going, I think he was on about the Neil McCann thing, in terms of the and he, he put that to bed straight away, which I mean, I would like Neil McCann back. I like Neil McCann, but he put that to bed in terms of saying we're going for a European, then he was quite bullish. But when Bronckhurst, he's not stupid, when Bronckhurst, he's been around the block, he's been at Arsenal, he's been at Bayern. I mean, you've just rhymed off where he's been Barcelona, 100 odd caps for Holland. He knows how to deal with the press. The press in other places will be as stupid as they are in Scotland, to be honest, or maybe not as much. But uh, maybe, um, yeah. But, it's a bold nah, statement, Ali. That is a bold statement, but uh, nah, you, 
he's a clever guy when Bronckhurst. His English is, is is very good as well, which always isn't Dutch. The Dutch are better speaking English than we are, to be honest. So yeah. Um yeah, I, I was um I was confident watching Van Bronckhurst in that in that um, presser there. And I've heard a few folks say, and it could be true, maybe Sunday, as bad as it was for us all being there, was a blessing in disguise because see if we'd limped through that into the final as we've been limping through all season, it would have papered over the cracks again. He's seen Rangers at their very worst on Sunday. And, and that's been... That game on Sunday has been happening all season. We've said it a lot of times. It may be a blessing in disguise because he's seen it with his own eyes unravel. And you might go, oof, I need to do more changes than I probably would have done if they'd limped through the game, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's probably quite a good point, mate. I know it's... Um, I was just speaking to Ryan even just before we came on or and recorded that everybody's still a wee bit Still a bit angry, still a bit frustrated at the way the way Sunday happened, and I, I I think I'm most annoyed because I didn't see it coming. Well, I, that sounds stupid considering what I've watched all season, but I, I just thought, right, it's the start of something new. You've all got a chance now. Hibs haven't played football in a month, so I just expected there to be more. I, I did. I expected there to be more. Um, I just feel like we're jumping between. Co- conversations here but I did see somebody else I can't remember what it was on it might have been on um, another podcast I can't remember definitely on another Rangers podcast can't remember what one they did say that the changes that were made to the team didn't really make any sense in terms of form and they are right Uh, we made five changes I believe it was um, from the last game Um, obviously um, Sakala Bassey in particular, the kind of the main ones, uh, and we, for whatever reason, decided to try and go with people that could maybe be trusted, um, and it just it, it failed dramatically, absolutely failed dramatically, and it was, um, yeah, it's time to it's time to really to put that that one to bed, and we will move on. In terms of as well, Ryan, I'll come back to you. Um, what do you expect from Van Bronckhurst now? Do you do you think he will go in now and kind of lead a wee bit of a riot act and completely change, not completely change, but do you expect drastic changes to the starting eleven? Like I know we all, I know we I know we all want it as fans, but do you think he will do that? Sorry. I'd I'd like to see drastic changes. I don't think there will be. Uh, I think any good manager comes in and has a conversation with every player, whether they're in the team or out the team, and just has his say on them and, and just gets them to be honest and, and gives them... A, I think everyone's given a chance for a new manager, any good manager does that. I don't think he'll go in there and say, you're done here, Connor, if that's what we're kind of alluding to there. Um, I think he'll have an honest conversation with them, whether it goes and says to him, I'm looking to move on. It's, it's the, the wheels on motion base. I'm just waiting for January to go. If that's probably the best thing he could do is be honest with him because we all know we all know that's what he's looking to do. We knew that before Sunday, um, but I think he'll I think he'll uh, have an honest conversation with him. I don't see drastic changes. I do see Nathan Patterson getting his chance though because so he should. I mean he's he plays well for us. Tavi is not on the best form just now, whether it's on Thursday or maybe at the weekend. But I do think we'll see Nathan Patterson soon. Um. The man up top, I 
back him to the hill, I really do, and and I've always defended him on the comments, and I'm getting slaughtered for it. I thought he was a disgrace on Sunday. Oh, absolutely. I thought his effort was an absolute disgrace. Um, very disappointed in him. He is also one who's given off the body language of someone who does not want to be there. So probably an insight into what my lineup will be. I think you might see Sakala getting more game time um, than Morelos soon, but big changes in a short term. I don't see. I think Van Bronckhorst will be clever with us and he'll see if he can get if he'll see if he can get people to turn around and get their hunger back, which he shouldn't need to do. No, I agree. Uh, I, I do agree. I think. Morel, I mean, I'm the same, mate. I'm a Morelos fanboy. Picture him behind me, do you know what I mean? And I was really let down by him on Sunday. Like, really, really let down. And he, I mean, Goldson's comments might even be addressed to players um, like Morelos that you're just not doing what you have to be doing. And it's quite clear that you don't have the hunger. And I mean, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, I do expect a, a bit of a bounce, to be honest. I expect the players to pull their socks up and prove well, the players that want to prove that they want to be here. I mean, we all know the kind of players that will do that. Uh, I think there's big opportunities for players. Uh, Lundstrom's one for me that I think there's a massive opportunity for him here. He could proper impress Van Bronckhurst and Van Bronckhurst will like his style. Van Bronckhurst will like what he's all about as a kind of holding midfielder. Um, Ali, are you expecting wholesale changes to the squad or do you expect, as we were mentioning, just the kind of fine-tuning, maybe a few, a few fresh faces in? I, I don't think he's going to rip it completely up. I, I don't think he can rip it completely up. Um, I, I think there will be three changes, possibly three to four changes in that Rangers team, which is quite a bit when you think about the team. There's only 11 guys in a park. So I think he will. I mean, that team that started against Hibs will not be the team against Sparta Prague on Thursday. So, yeah, I, I think he'll make a few changes. Um and it'll be interesting to see what team we all go for. And I bet you we don't get it right for Thursday. <laughs> this is probably the <laughs> hardest one to get so far this season. But um, there's a couple of conversations. One is the goalkeeper. I know Ryan's having a go at Morelos up top, and rightly so. I thought he was an embarrassment, um, and he's been pretty crap all season. The goalkeeper is another, another discussion as well for Thursday night because he's looked off at this season. And I'm not sliding him because he's been outstanding, one of the greatest goalkeepers we've had at our club. But that's a discussion as well at the moment going forward. It is, mate. It definitely is. I think it's time to um, for a decision to be made whether McGoughton gets the run, whether he sticks with McGregor. I, I am, I am not particularly sure, but I don't know what the what the kind of issues are. I, but I don't know if there's just a lack of cohesion in the squad and it's causing players form to dip or whatever but McGregor did not cover himself in glory for the first and the second goal um, not much you can do about the penalty but the first and the second goal, the second one in particular, that's, that saves that you expect Alan McGregor to make to be completely honest so it's going to be interesting to see what he decides to do with that um, I have in my few notes that I do do for the podcast I have noted does anybody want to be brave enough to predict a team <laughs> which leads us on to the Rangers v Sparta frag game um, crucial game for Rangers uh, against Sparta Prague on Thursday night. A 2 0 win secures European uh, Europa League football even after Christmas for Rangers. As if it wasn't a big enough game, we obviously have got a bit of a, a, a heated history um, with Sparta um, for the reason that we all know about. 
So Ali, I'll come back to you. What are you expecting on Thursday? Obviously, Giovanni's first time in the dugout. Um, Ibrox will be full to see that. Um, let's just hope that uh, we get a reaction. You don't know what you're going to get with this Rangers team. Rangers could go Thursday night and beat Sparta Prague 3-0, and I wouldn't be shocked because <laughs> you just don't know what you're going to get. Not concede? Oh, God, I'm not saying that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I'd, I don't know what I expect. I mean, I, I did say after after the, um, the last game in Europe League, we drew one each. I said it, it's set up nicely this time now. A one-off show-off at Ibrox to win if we win by two goals to go into the, into the knockout stages. So before all with Gerard and semi-final and Bronkers. So regardless of all that's happened there, it's it's set up. I think Ibrox will be bouncing Thursday, and you'd like to think these players are going to get a bounce. I mean, there's always the new manager bounce. I described that we thought we were all going to get him on Sunday, which didn't happen. But he's in a dugout from Bronkers, which will which will give us even more. Motivation going in, I'd like to think so. <laughs> I don't like saying this, but I'm confident, and I don't know where I oh get that from after being that handed on Sunday. But um, I'm not going to make any wild statements. But Rangers have Rangers have bounced back before in terms of bad results, and I just hope they will this time. And I think they will, whether they get enough to do the, the in terms of how many goals to go through. I, I expect Rangers to win. I really do. I think everything's there for them. What happened against the previous game against them, I didn't think they were overly brilliant, to be honest. So, yeah, I just hope they're as buzzing as I am to go on Thursday. And I expect a result for Rangers on Thursday. I really do. Yeah, I mean, this team, the squad has shown resilience before. Like, we've be, they have it within them to, to do it. Um, I think the. The hunger word that's ringing around every Rangers fan's ears right now is uh, is the worrying bit, I suppose. But that's now down to the new management team to to identify who wants it and who doesn't, I suppose. Um, so it's now up to them. I'm saying, mate, I I'm feeling I'm not feeling confident, <laughs> not, but I I am looking forward to going to Ibrox, and I think the place will be rocking. It will be good to see Geo and it'll be good to see what kind of team that we're, we're going to put out to, to play Sparta. Ryan, your, your thoughts ahead of the game? I think the, 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 carrot, the carrot for the players is you win 2-0, you're through. I mean, what, what more incentive do you need? If you win 2-0, you're through to the, to the next stage. You need to beat Sparta. They are not a good team, but a great team. They are Pretty average, I thought. I agree with Ali when we played them away from home. I felt we didn't do ourselves um, justice there. Play away from home, we didn't play well at all that night. And they were poor. So we have not, nothing to fear apart from ourselves again. Um, I'm usually the optimistic one and I'm trying to pull us out of this. And I think the crowd will, I think the crowd will be... I don't think it will be bouncing at first. I think if we score first, I think we'll be bouncing. But I think there'll be a, a kind of expectancy from the, the crowd on Thursday. I think there'll be a kind of attitude from the fans of, no, you always a performance here. We've, we've backed you at Malmo, at Hamden, and made an absolute fool of ourselves. Um, you give us a performance and you'll see what you get. Obviously, and I do think you see that Ibrox sometimes and the atmosphere's been that all season. It's been quite flat at times and it's because of the performances. They owe us. 
they always big time. And I think if we get the first goal, the place will be rocking. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that is the case. I hope we get the first goal and we don't do our usual corner kick in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, well, I'm hoping Gio just goes, let's try something new today, shall we, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, shall we, gentlemen? Let's not concede a goal in the first 20 mm-hmm. minutes or from the first set piece that they they have. Let's maybe try that and see how the rest of the game goes. Yeah, um, the, the players do owe us a, a performance. They owe us a reaction. They owe us... Um, they owe us Everything that they've got really on Thursday, to be to be honest, it's it's time to it's time to start start again, start again. Yes, under Van Bronckhurst, it's time to let's because we will we will quickly forgive and forget if everything goes right. Let's be honest. So, um, <laughs> Ali, <laughs> predictor starting eleven. <laughs> she's like, <that. laughs> oh, I know that. she's like. Oh, um, strap yourself, son. No, um, waiting. McLaughlin and goal. I think you'll change the keeper. I'd like Parson to start, but I don't think he will. I think he'll stick with Tav. Tav, Goldson will play. There you go. There's a statement from me. Goldson will play. Um, Balogun, if he's fit, I know he kind of went off a bit injured. Big Bassy for me deserves to come back in because. He's been hard done when he's been pulled out of the team. My three in the middle of the park, Kamara, Lundstrom, I think, will come back in, and Aribo. And my top three is going to be Ryan Kent, the man for Zambia, Sakala through the middle, and Hadji. That's my team. Yeah, Ryan? It is the exact same team apart from the goalkeeper. I think McGregor will play... Um, I think McGregor has got credit in the bank. I think he is being let down by a poor defence and it's making him shaky. It's not like McGregor to be to be letting in shots like that. I am giving him the benefit of the doubt at the moment and I think he'll play. And I think, um, yes, Sakala as well. I think Sakala will be, be in and Hadji will be in as well to help with the changes at Mbassi. That's four changes, right? Lundstrom. Mm-hmm. Aye. Hadji, oh. right, Lundstrom, Hadji, Sakala. Yeah, yep. yep. that's the same as me. Yep. I'll go. I think McLaughlin will start as well. I think Tav will play. I think. Ah, fuck it, man. I think Balogun and Bassey and Barisic will be the other back three. Um, I think Golton deserves it, to be completely honest. I'm not over that, and I probably won't go over it in case you haven't realised that. I probably won't go over it. Um, uh, but I would pick the same front six as you have picked there. Lundstrom, Aribo, Kamara, Kent, Sakala and Hadji. That's what I would go with. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Look, we're going to be miles wrong. <laughs> Guaranteed of that. Golden probably will play, but um, if I was in charge, I certainly would not be playing him. Uh, it's interesting you know. we've all picked the same front. I mean, we just before we said that, there we were going, oh, it's interesting what teams we're going to pick. And we've all picked the front the front, the exact front six, all three of us. Yeah, but I get Kamara, Kamara didn't cover himself in glory on Sunday. Um, I felt like he had, and I don't really like that when players start to do that, but I felt like he tried to hide. He was like, I'm not really, <laughs> I wasn't really digging it. Um, Rebo is undroppable right now, in my opinion. Ken should always be undroppable because even though sometimes he's frustrating, and he is frustrating, he just doesn't give up. He never, ever gives up. He always wants a ball. He always try. And it is really frustrating when, you, when you're chasing a game and you can't 
beat one man. But uh, a game like Thursday night that you have to win, I think Aribo and Kent are sure starters. And for Morelos, he's absolute shambles of a performance on Sunday. He doesn't deserve to start that game. There's absolutely no need. What I will say as well is Hadji was warming up in front of me um, before the substitution started uh, on on Sunday and the look of disbelief when he was not called to go on first was like he could he could see the actual frustration in his face and I was like that's somebody that wants to play football somebody wants to play for this team uh, so yeah again that's going down that road of situations we're all about I'll never know uh, I don't think anybody will ever know so we'll go we'll finish up with score predictions Ali what do you think the score's going to be? Oh. 2-0 Rangers and I think Hadji will get the first goal Ryan it's a new era Gerard's uh, first goal concede thing is, is behind us now and <laughs> we will win 2-0 Ryan Kent first goal scorer and we're going through I'm going to go with 2-0 as well because that's what we need. So, 2-0, please. Thank you very much. No fucking about. Just 2-0. Uh, and I'll go for Sakala to score first. The man for Zambia. Get Ibrox rocking with, with that song. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to going. I'm looking forward to seeing what this new era brings us. And hopefully we do get a, a reaction. So, before I say all my spiel, Ryan, thank you very much, mate. Uh, and, yeah. Let's geo. Yes, let's geo, boys. Um, just want to get get that game on Sunday behind us um, and get a victory under my belts. It's uh, been a tough a tough couple of days for us, but sorry if I was uh, a bit negative there, but that is just the way I see it. Um, I'm very frustrated, as we all are, uh, with, some, with the performance and some of the comments, so I hope everybody appreciated it. We're just being honest on this pod. We always will be, mate. We always will. Um, we'll call it out when we have to. And they deserved to have it kind of stuck into them, let's be honest. Um, Ali, thank you very much for your dedication, mate. I don't even know where you are in the world. I'm in, I'm in Carlisle, a few minutes. <laughs> I was in the Lake District today, so got my dinner booked for 8 o'clock, so I'm way down for that. But um, no, same as Ryan, it's been disappointing. But the good thing with football is... There's always a game next to put it right, and we've got a game on Thursday straight away. So I'm looking forward to being back at Ibrooks, be able to see Giovanni from Bronkhurst in the dugout. And um, aye, let's duel. Yeah. So, yeah, on a Thursday now um, to see Gio take the reins officially uh, and it'll be his first time in the dugout. So it'll be good to see what happens. So, um, as I say, you can now join the channel and become a Club at 22 supporter for only 99p. The join button will be under this video. Again, thank you to everybody that has chose to do this. Um, as I say, there is things in motion now to bring you the kind of next step. Um, it is very close to being announced. So um, keep your, your eyes peeled for that. Uh, and also, thank you to everybody that's bought us a coffee. If you don't want to subscribe, there is a buy us a coffee link where you can just make a donation to the podcast. I generally can't thank you enough. Disclaimer, you still have to. Nothing's going to change. It's all the same. It's just if you would like to continue to support this podcast, it would really mean the world to us. Um, as always, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, like, share, comment, anywhere that you can. It really does help support us and get us out to as many bells as possible. 
Uh, I think that's it. Oh, Manscaped, yeah. Shave your balls with Manscaped. I don't know how many times I need to say that. Uh, so thank you for listening, uh, for listening to us. We will be back on Thursday um, with a, a post-match after the game. Uh, and yeah, let's go. We are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Cheers, folks. 